Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 87th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week it's February now, mm-hmm. and we are busting out a bottle of Templeton Rye. Yes, some of the best rye. Oh my gosh, it's ever. really freaking good. Um, yeah, Templeton Rye. For those of you watching, here's a bottle. We shared a picture of it. Um, they are. It's a really cool little distillery. Um, I think they distill it in Indiana, but they're actually at Iowa, and their their history is pretty cool. They. Uh, actually came around during the Prohibition era mm-hmm. when booze and alcohol was illegal, and they were bootleggers that started making rye whiskey, and it was called the good stuff. Yeah. That's uh-huh. what they call it. Yeah, I mean, it says it on the bottle, yeah. the good stuff. But it um, it ended up being like the favorite whiskey of Al Capone. Yeah. And so Al Capone started having it smuggled and things like that. And Uh-huh. It, yeah, it's it's just a cool little story behind their Yeah, they said that even that it may have even... A legend has it. Yeah, legend has it that they may have even snuck a couple bottles to his... To him in Alcatraz. Yeah. 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 So it's cool. We, we reached out to them and let them know that we were going to be featuring their drink. Super cool company. Yeah. Very responsive. Uh-huh. Um, that was awesome. So yeah, give it a try. It's it's excellent. You'll notice it's it's... Pretty light, but it's yeah. oh man, it's got oh, such a good good flavor to flavor. it. Yeah, I love it. It is it is so smooth. Oh, we we love rye anyway, mm-hmm. and this this is I mean just up there with some of the best. This is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So of course we're when we do the new the new bottles of what we're featuring, we if we're doing bourbon, scotch, whiskey, whatever it is, we want to do it the first drink just neat. Yeah. Uh huh. No ice, no water, no rocks, no. Mixers, nothing. Um, so we just poured in our whiskey tasting glasses and have at it. You can see the legs on it and everything. Yeah. yeah it's good. That's really, it's really good. good. I know. I kept, usually when we pour our drinks, we keep the bottles off screen, but I think I may be doing a refill. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is really good. So yeah, it's awesome. So <clears throat> this week we're back on relationship topics. I know last week we kind of... Uh, Went off topic and, uh, you know, told you about our cruise, but this week we're, we're back on track and we are wanting to talk about relationship growing pains. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get started with that, Seth has his uh, positive ass post of the week. Yes. This one is your relationship should be a safe haven, not a battlefield. The world is hard enough already. Um, I like that because we typically see the exact opposite sentiment. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones I used to read last year of, you know, you know you're with your true love if they treat you like shit and you fight all the time and you hate each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I, you know, I was listening to uh, um, uh, Bert um, uh, Kreischer. Uh-huh. Bert Kreischer and Bill Burr started their own podcast oh. called... Uh, Bill Burt. Bill Burt. Oh, Instead of cool. Bill Burr. Nice. They call it Bill uh-huh. Burt. And they've nice. only done like three episodes. But he, Bill said something the other day that just, 
I mean, he all he, he complains about his wife and his marriage and, uh-huh. and all that quite a bit. And I think half of it is a shtick and half of it's reality. Right. Um, and I'm sure he's not the easiest person to get along with yeah. anyway. He's <laughs> one of my top five favorite comedians. Oh, me too. I love him. But he did. He was telling Bert the story of this. He was watched this video of this guy, uh, or the, he was listening to like the 911 call or something. These two neighbors got in this huge fight. And the wife is on the phone with 911, and the husband is arguing with the neighbor and she's telling him stop stop and he's like shut the fuck up shut up yelling at her well then the neighbor he's fighting with like shoots him stabs him something and he said you could hear on the night one one call him telling his wife how much he loved her and he goes that's how you know you've got a true relationship because you talk to him like that you're like shut up just shut the hell up but you know that that's who you love oh my god and i'm like that is such bullshit oh my god that is the worst Example no, of dude. a good relationship ever. Yeah, and he's well, like, he's like, and that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did make him feel good. <laughs> but the thing is about like him is he was never brought up with a good relationship. I'm sure, and so it's like, well, I mean, based on F is for family. Yeah, based on F is for family. I know it's like I'm sure that it's not all real, but I'm sure some of it is. You know, yeah, but I still I think that's a cop out, and we've was. talked about that. That just because of how you were raised doesn't yeah, mean, that doesn't you mean you should learn should. from those bad examples, uh-huh. not succumb to them and become that bad uh-huh. example. Yeah, that just means you're weak. Yeah, shit's weak. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You know. That's awful, though. Oh my god. Yeah, so I couldn't believe he says like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I could believe that he says yeah, he said yeah. it, but yeah, that's not right. <laughs> I still love him. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Uh, so yes. We, you know, we're wanting to talk about relationship growing pains and, you know, well, one thing, of course, you all know what we believe and our motto is that good relationships don't take hard work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, lucky for us, we haven't, it is exactly that Mm -hmm. we, we have exactly a good relationship and it does not take hard work from the beginning. Yes. And we haven't had to go through rough patches, mm-hmm. but... Self-induced rough patches. Right. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, I, I like to clarify that because people are like... Sometimes whenever I notice when we say that, they're like, well, wait till life happens. And we're like, no, we're not talking about life. We're talking about each other. Yeah. Like, because life not, has happened. Yeah, I don't treat you like shit. You're on a bitch. Uh-huh. You don't cut me off. We don't fight. We don't argue. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. Not that... You know, we've talked on here about the losses that we've experienced mm-hmm. and things like that. So life has happened. We have hit life rough patches, but just not marriage rough patches. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. And, but, but we wanted to, we were talking about it and we're thinking about it. And, um, like, even on the cruise, we talked to somebody that was like, oh, um, you know, oh, you guys are past the, the rough times and yeah. stuff. And we're like, you know what? Like... We know, we understand that a lot of people do go through that. And we do understand that some people really do get out of that rough patch Mm -hmm. and are truly happy. Yeah. And that's kind of some, that's kind of something that we really wanted to discuss today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that that was, you know, we, we, we've known from, from the beginning, we've had couples that we've, we've known that we were at one point close to that aren't close to us anymore that we know whenever we would make the statement that, well, we believe good relationships shouldn't take hard work. 
what we mean is a very black and white statement Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't have to work hard in your relationship if it's good. How people take that is, well, I don't know if I'd say how they take it, but what you see in this example is this couple that's like, we've been married for 25 years Mm -hmm. and we are very happy, but we didn't used to be. And you're saying we don't have a good relationship. And that's not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Because if you've been married for 25 or let's say you just say you or your parents, your grandparents, whoever just celebrated your 50 year anniversary and they post some lame ass bullshit on Facebook about we've had our ups and downs and we've been there through the good times of the same cliche shit that everybody says. If I sit there or you sit there, we sit there and we say, hey, good relationships shouldn't take hard work. And they say. We've been married this this long, and we have a good relationship, and we know it does take hard work. What they mean is back in the day mm-hmm. when they were when they got married, when they were younger, when they had to grow, when they had to experience life together, when they had to get used to being married, when they had to go through these growing pains that we're talking mm-hmm. about. They had a lot of rough patches. They made mistakes. Maybe there was even something very egregious like infidelity. Whatever the case may be. They got through it, and now they're happy. Mm -hmm. I hope to God at your 25 or 50-year anniversary, you better not be working as hard in your relationship as you were the first five years. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really kind of what we wanted to clarify was, Mm -hmm. we're not saying you didn't have a rough patch. We we understand that we are the anomaly that doesn't have the rough patch. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that because we got married later, because we chose not to have kids together, because we were financially stable. So we didn't have the fights and the arguments and those typical, quote-unquote, growing pains because we were matured adults by the time we got married. We weren't young and stupid and naive and Mm -hmm. inexperienced. We had, like we've said on here a hundred times, we made our horrible mistakes with our last relationships that failed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But even if you made the same mistakes in your current relationship that we did, that doesn't mean you haven't succeeded and gotten past that and are now in a non-hardworking, good relationship. Yeah. Uh huh. And you really proved my point. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because now it shouldn't be taking hard work. And you should be happy and look back at least at those, those bad times and mm-hmm. be like, wow, yeah. Look at us now. We it's awesome. It mm-hmm. is good, but you know I, I, what? I, what else I was thinking though is about the younger listeners too. Like, just because we are, I'm. I, I guess what I would like to tell the younger listeners is, like, listen to to the advice that we're giving, and don't make bad mistakes and if you if you see your start if you see yourself starting to hate each other and you know not not want to be around each other and Mm -hmm. fighting over dumb shit or whatever figure out why and then um stop yeah yeah (laughs) stop stop fighting and then uh but but get to the bottom of it really right away Mm -hmm. Before you do start growing apart. Right. Well, and that's that's what you tend to see. And that's where I want to call people out on 
those hypocritical type of statements. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know couples that have been married for quite some time, and I would not label them as having a bad marriage or a rough marriage or, or not a good marriage. And I would think that they currently fall into the category of, yeah, your relationship doesn't take hard work. But I think they still get so wrapped about what they went through that they almost take it as an insult. Like, we're saying our relationship is better than yours because we didn't have to go through that. Right. We're just fortunate. We're just very fortunate that we made good decisions later in life to set ourselves up for immediate success, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. instead of having to go through that. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and learning from yeah, the and it's past. it's not a yeah, and that that's the big key. We learn from our past mistakes and our old relationships, just like hopefully you've learned in your past mistakes in your current relationship. Yeah, um, and so I, I I think that people tend to take it as as a dig at them, um, whenever we say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and once again, I, I I would you know even if you want to be you know kind of hard nosed about it. If you're getting offensive, offended by it, then you're admitting that you do have a bad relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. But I think that, you know, when, when we were on the cruise and that, and then we were talking to that guy and he, uh, you know, Joel had said we had a podcast and mm-hmm. he's like, what's it about? And he was writing it down and all that. And, and so I was kind of telling him, yeah, I was like, we, we have a drink and we, we give marriage advice. And he said, well, how long have you guys been married? And we were like seven years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so you guys, you guys already made it through the first really rough five that my wife and I are just now coming out of. Mm-hmm. And we were like, like no, no <laughs> we, we never had a rough patch. And he's like, what? And that's when I said, well, we believe good relationships don't take hard work. Uh-huh. And I think in that, in that instance, when you say that, especially in that scenario, he probably took it as, are you saying I don't have a good relationship? Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. And it's like. Yeah, I am <laughs> right now. Uh-huh. But that's yeah. like saying, you know, I, I mean, you, you could you could apply all kinds of analogies. That it's like somebody, you know, not going to the gym and not getting in shape and not eating healthy, and me saying, you know, people that that go to the gym and stay in shape and eat right and stay healthy are happier, and then this you know unhealthy unhappy person says, "What are you saying? I'm unhappy and healthy." Uh, yeah, <laughs> right now, yeah. you don't have to stay that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's kind of what we mean with the same good relationships don't take hard work. Right. Get to the point where you're not working so hard. Yeah. I mean, you're, and, and, and we don't mean complacent. That's a totally different oh, thing. Oh gosh, no. Not uh-huh. that, cause I used the term when we were talking about this, we, I used the term cruise control. Uh-huh. Like your relationship should be so efficient and functioning at such a good level over time, and for some I think it's sooner than others, and for some it's later than others, and you know there's all kinds of different factors that make your timeline a little unique. Um, I don't think you should be waiting 50 years to hit cruise control and have a good, functioning, easy relationship. But you know I think that when you say cruise control, we don't mean hands off the wheel. We're just not paying attention to to anything. Mm-hmm. I think if you really take the literal effect of what cruise control is. You still have to steer the car. Yeah, that's true. You just don't have to worry about fluctuating the gas and the brakes so much. Uh-huh. That's the same thing. Yeah. You still got to steer it. Uh-huh. You can't just ignore it. Yeah. You still have to drive the car. I know. But it should become, your relationship should become second nature. 
and your partner's needs should become second nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are things when people don't respond and understand their partner's needs and wants and desires, and the partner that has those needs, wants, and desires is always trying to get the partner to acknowledge those or meet those, that's where it's just so much work because you're dealing with someone that's not functioning in the relationship at the level you want it to. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's hard work. Yeah, I know. I think that people, they, you know, people that say that they, that get offended, I guess, by mm-hmm. it. Um, and by our statement that good relationships don't take hard work and, you know, oh, what are you <clears throat> saying? We, we are, you know, that our relationship is bad. Well, those kind of people, like, you either look back at your relationship and you 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 look back in at what you you either look back at like what you've learned mm-hmm. and, or you you look back at it and you're like still holding on to something bad about it e- either you learn from the mistakes that you guys made or it's become a point of contention that you throw up in their face mm-hmm. because if you truly learn from the mistake you learn from it, and you've you've truly moved on. Mm-hmm. You're not like you said, holding on to it anymore. It's it's done. It's over with, and now it's a piece of a puzzle that has gotten you to where you need to be, or another brick in that road that you're following. But if you continually go back to that and pull that brick out of the road to throw it at your partner, mm-hmm. you're messing up the path, mm-hmm. and and you're destroying that. And, and that's something that you can't do. And I think that's how. You can really kind of tell the difference if you've if you've made it, you know, you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and you kept pushing forward. And you guys, you know, quote unquote, stuck it out and got through those rough patches to where, you know, you're truly happy. And I know I use the term relative a lot, but I don't even mean relative. I mean, you're truly happy, comparative, even if you want to get comparative to what we say our level of happiness is. You may be on the very low spectrum of happiness on there. You may be very high. If you're truly happy, if you aren't walking on eggshells, all the things that we've talked about in other episodes that you know are these big red warnings, flags, and signs that your relationship is awful, if those are non-existent anymore, congratulations. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I think another thing is to... That- people will they'll still blame each other though for for stuff and but when you when you've truly learned you're you realize that you both have made mistakes mm-hmm. it's not just one person and it's not pointing fingers at one of you specifically it's that both of you did something wrong mm-hmm. but now <laughs> both of you worked to fix it yeah well, it, it has to be mutual responsibility mm-hmm. for it um, mm-hmm. and, and not <clears throat> not play the blame game. I mean, p- people that blame, I mean, that, that, that's a big sign of immaturity. I mean, so people that just don't take personal responsibility or accountability is a huge sign of immaturity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's always somebody else's fault and even if that someone is your partner. Yeah. Even if it is the majority of the time their fault. If that's your go-to defense... And your go-to offense, mm-hmm. you're immature. 
Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, and I even, I, well, I know I do specifically, like, look back at my old relationship, and I realize the dumb shit that I did do, mm-hmm. and that it wasn't, I mean, yeah, of course I could say all day that um, it was all his fault, and that it was because he was a drug addict and alcoholic, and you know, that's the whole reason why, but I did stupid stuff too. Mm -hmm. And because I learned from all of that, my dumbness, I'm a better partner to you. Yeah. And and you can learn from the mistake and be the better partner to your current partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I think that we, we've been, I don't want to say we've been very quick to be like, get out of there. Um, But I think based on our, our past relationships and, knowing that they failed and knowing how happy we are, it is easy for us to say, well, if your partner's doing what my ex did, you need to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I still wouldn't give that advice, Mm -hmm. but I just know that there's a lot of people that choose not to leave. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the exact even time frame window should be for you to evaluate it. Like I've said on here before, I was married for 12 years Mm -hmm. and there was zero glimmer of any kind of light at the end of the tunnel. If there was, I made it up in my mind. It wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still you still weren't the one to end yep. it. And I, you know, <clears throat> I was holding on with what I've said on here before, hope that that it was going to get better. But there was no sign it was going to get better. There was not an inkling that she was going to change. There wasn't any type of signal that we were going to be happy or anything mm-hmm. at all. And so if you're manufacturing false hope for yourself to stay, that's that's not the same thing as trying to work through these things and get to the other side. Mm-hmm. That's crossing your fingers and closing your eyes and just hoping and praying that it's just going to fix itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and once again, that f- repair has to be done mutually, and your work has to be duplicated by your partner. Mm-hmm. Not one person can be trying to fix it. No, I know. I, that's what I was thinking too. Like because we've said in previous episodes about like. You know, going to couples counseling and therapy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, and most of the time, it is just one person that is wanting to work it out. Yeah. And wanting to put forth all of the effort. And when really both of you need to put forth all mm-hmm. mutually enough effort together. Well, I, I think that that's. I mean, when we started doing this, you know, and once again, you know, we're, we're, we're licensed or certified to be relationship coaches. I think we've had one couple that mutually approached us. Mm-hmm. All the other contact we've had is, have, has Just been, been one. one person. Uh-huh. And that right there is a, a pretty negative sign. First uh-huh. of all, we can't help one person in your relationship with your relationship. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on here before about how... You lay out everything of your version of the story. If it's that negative and that bad, I don't have a problem telling you you need to leave. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's the right advice because I don't know if what you're saying is true and yeah. I haven't heard your partner's side of the story. Right. So I think that that is a, to me, that's a pretty big red flag when somebody's like, you know, my, I want to, you know, I've heard your stories. I've heard you say this. My, my wife is doing A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. I wanted her to get help I want to do this and she's not willing to do it you know what should I do mm-hmm. and I think when I when I see that that one person you know the first advice is well you need to 
is she wanting to save the relationship? Mm-hmm. If she does, then you need to get her on board with what you guys need to do to fix it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you tell me, oh, she will never do that. Well, then, uh, then I'm there's, sorry. there's really not much it's, more to say. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Uh-huh. If they aren't willing to recognize that there's a problem or f- want to fix the problem or have the desire to repair the relationship or anything, and you can't move on, but th- then you, you get into those situations where, you know, the wife like cheated. Mm-hmm. And the husband contacts us, and he's like, you know, I'm having trust issues, blah, blah, blah. And I want to move past this. I want to move forward. And her version of moving past and moving forward is, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to counseling. Just get over it, and let's move on. Mm-hmm. And so she's thinking, I am trying to move on, and he yeah. doesn't want to move on. And it's like, no, he's that's not getting any closure. That's You're just wanting him to sweep that horrible mistake that I would have kicked your cheating ass to the curb for. Mm-hmm. He's wanting you to sweep that under the rug. Or yeah, she's, she's wanting you wanting to, to sweep uh-huh. that under the rug. Yeah. And he can't do that because he's yeah. never going to heal. There has to be some kind of closure mm-hmm. on it. Um, and for some people, there's never going to be enough closure I know. to be able to move on. That's the and that, that's a pretty extreme example because yeah. of it involves trust. I know. On a massive level. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I mean, of course, all of it involves trust within your relationship and and being able to voice your concerns and about these growing pains to to your partner mm-hmm. and being able to openly communicate about you know why why are we doing what we're doing why do we continue to keep going down this bad path let's mm-hmm. Let's slow down. Let's talk about this and let's try to figure out where we want to go with our relationship and how we can grow together and how we can get past all of this. Yeah. And I think that it's okay to look in the immediate to near future on current problems that you guys are having or challenges you're facing and ask the question to your partner in a civil way, not an attackful way of, especially if, if you both have identified things that you do. I mean, even if you want to tackle a major one, your partner doesn't want to have sex with you. I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask your partner and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I don't want to fight about this. And you don't want to have this conversation when you're trying to get sex and they turn you down. No. But it's, I think it's perfectly okay to have the conversation of, I know that, you know, our sex has dropped. Do you see it improving mm-hmm. down the road? Is this your new norm that I can expect forever, or is it going to get lower, stay the same, or get better? Mm-hmm. And hopefully your partner doesn't dismiss that. Mm-hmm. And if they are like, we're not talking about this right now, that's a bad sign. I know. If I they're think like, that that's probably... Like, damn, I don't know. If you keep asking me about it, it sure as hell ain't going to get any better. Yeah, I think that that was probably yeah. the answer for a lot of women. <laughs> and I think that that's where, you know, your fault question is, well, would you be willing? Well, I, you know, I can't, I know I'm not going to be as happy with you as I could if we aren't going to have a intimate sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And if they don't appreciate that and understand that, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. But if they even are reluctant, but still you can tell they kind of understand it, that's, that's not 
a bad sign. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign. And the next step would be, would you be willing to talk to someone about it? Not so I can fix you, because that that was one of the mistakes that I made with my ex, was I I didn't ever like come flat out and be like, you're flawed in this way, this way, this way. But I definitely took the approach of, you don't want to do this, and we need to go get you fixed. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right way to do it, um, even though that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. No, sir. <laughs> gosh. But they have to be open to at least compromise mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? I know. I know. Well, I think that because... <laughs> Like for us, it's hard for us sometimes to to relate to this stuff in an in our relationship now right. because we we don't need to compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just like to do everything. Right. But I think that that compromise is a good it is a good term, and I think that that people in most relationships do need compromise. Mm. And I think that it is a, you know, a fair thing for, for both couples. It's like, yeah, you got to give and take a little. Yeah. And it should be a win-win compromise. Mm-hmm. Nobody should look at it as win-lose. Mm-hmm. And that, cause that's where, that's where it becomes a scorekeeper and point system. Right. Well, I, I gave in on this and so you owe me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, uh-huh. it's like, and, and that's where you, you shouldn't barter with that. Okay, well, if you want to have sex one more time a week, then I'll do that. But you better, I better get five back rubs, <laughs> you know, or some bullshit like that, you know. Well, but would that be fair, though? I mean, would that be something that they could compromise on? Do you think that that's a good idea? I don't know. I mean. I don't think you should use sex as a reward system. Yeah, but. Well, I guess maybe, I guess the guy has to be realistic because if sleeping with him is not rewarding to her, then there's got to be, yeah, something is, something's got to be rewarding to her. So, Uh okay, I'll I'll backtrack on that. (laughs) Cause he has to give something, I guess. If what he's given her ain't good enough, then he's got to give her something else (laughs) so he can get what he's wanting. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I mean... I mean, for me, it's like I think that that's crazy. That well, it be, well, that we're someone... the couple that every back rub turns into doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's what always cracks me up when you see. I see that shit on Facebook every week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't add, like a woman is like, don't ask me for a back rub. Mm-hmm. I, I just want a back rub, only a back rub. Yeah. You know, nothing more. Why can't uh-huh. I just get a back rub? Yeah. And you know. That, that's your first downfall right there. I think that... So, we recently got a Theragun. Yeah. Well, I got set the Theragun for Christmas. But I think that if women bought a Theragun for um, their husband to massage them, <laughs> that it probably wouldn't turn into... Because it's too painful? Yeah. You know, because, it, 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 like, what was a... With the massage that, like, you... Yeah, it's skin on me. skin, you know, yeah. physical touch. uh-huh. And but like with that, it's like <laughs> I am willing to bet we could turn a Theragun massage into <laughs> doing it. I'm sure we could, <laughs> but still, like I don't know. I think the challenge accepted. <laughs> I think that uh, 
that most people would be like, oh my gosh, like that's freaking intense. You know? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, yeah, the compromise is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and I think that, that that's probably one of your best starting points to kind of gauge their willingness or flexibility to want to improve the problems with the relationship, the relationship as a whole, fill in those gaps, whatever it is. Um, that their willingness, even if it's reluctant, but their willingness to compromise is a good sign on any level. Yeah. Yeah, it is, for sure. But if you make any promises, you'd have to live up to your end of the bargain, too. Uh-huh. You can't agree to the five massages a week and then get sex and give her three. Because <laughs> you just blew her trust. For... I know, yeah. I mean, yeah, stay... Stay consistent. Or give her like a half-ass massage. Oh, just be like, gosh. Yeah. Okay, one down, four to go. I see that happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I guess I'm just bad at it. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that, so, you know, uh, so many people do think that, think this about us, though, like with the the bad good relationships shouldn't take hard work and all that. And, and how, cause I mean, we've talked about, and we had a whole episode about that before that good relationships don't take hard work mm-hmm. because of somebody getting offended by it. And well, and the point of that was to be like, yeah, they don't, mm-hmm. you are in a bad relationship. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. And I I mean, I guess maybe just with us doing the podcast for this long now and and learning and and trying to trying to you know stay on get on other people's level, I guess, and understand where they're coming from. Right. Um cuz I'm sure that some people could could be like well, geez, you guys are kind of backtracking. Right. Oh, we are not. I still firmly believe good relationships do not take hard work. Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to clarify it for everybody in the crowd to hear. Yeah. We still believe that. It just, if like I said at the beginning, if you had rough patch after rough patch after rough patch, and now you've been married for a substantial amount of time, you don't have it, your relationship probably doesn't take any hard work anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you're welcome, and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did not have a good relationship when you were fighting every day over where the fuck the bread was in the pantry and who didn't put the toilet seat down and who's going out with the girls and who's doing this and who's doing that. You did not have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And don't try to, you know, paint it like you did. Yeah. You may very well have a great relationship now. Uh-huh. And like you said, look back on those as learning experiences, not contempt. And that's how you know you've made it through and you are in the good cruise control that we were talking about. Uh But if you're sitting there, you've been married for 25 to 35 years and you're still fighting and you're like, oh, every day I have to put in work in my relationship, then you don't have a good relationship. Yeah. I'm not backing down from that. Uh You do not have a good relationship. Right. Yeah. I know. Um, (laughs) I've lost my train of thought, though, with it. Um, I just, I think that... But yet so many people, you know, have gotten offended by that statement. Mm-hmm. And 
they... Well, they think their past is so reflective of their current state. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not what we're saying. No, it's not. But I think that that's it. Because, you know, I, I've had that. Like, I, I've had people that I've known that, that, you know, either we've known or I've known or, you know, that I'm still connected to via social media that has been like, how can you say that? You know that, you know, we've been together for, we just celebrated our 40 years and you know that we've had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you aren't having any of that now. Yeah. You are in a good relationship that isn't taking hard work. Mm-hmm. You're having fun with one another. You're taking lots of vacations. You're going places. Unless you're doing something that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you are, if you are fighting every night, then I, of course I'm standing by what I said. You don't have a good relationship. Yeah. I don't care how fucking long you've been married. Uh-huh. Your, your length of marriage is not indicative to your happiness. Right. And sometimes well, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I've had even, you know, young couples that they have... They maybe just got engaged or something, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, listening to my our words of advice saying that good relationships don't take hard work, and then they're like, oh, well, my relationship is taking hard work, and we're not even married yet, mm-hmm. or we just got married. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it, I really do think that that's a bad sign, though, like when you... Because you should be... I, I I don't know, though, because I'm not the partner today that I was when I was yeah. 25. Yeah. I'm not the partner today that I was when I was 20. Neither neither am I. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that... And that's why we, we have said on here multiple times that when you're young, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have to... I mean, we're not... I my Maybe your message is different than mine. Eh. My, my message has never been to extremely young people that are just getting out there or, or just getting engaged, just trying to become, you know, a couple or married adults and saying that if you have a nothing fight that it's gonna be disastrous. Oh no. No, and that's not my message either. And so I think that I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know I wouldn't tell somebody that's, you know, nineteen to twenty two years old or even younger that's like, oh yeah, well we we, we when I guess it depends. If they're fighting every day, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. If you have casual fights every now and again, that even if it's kind of ludicrous, I think that is normal. Mm-hmm. I think that you can get past that. But if you're having that same ridiculous, ludicrous, idiotic fight 15 years from now, nobody learned from it. Yeah, I know. And you haven't improved your situation. Well, I think that it's, uh, and we've said it before, is... Knowing when to cut your losses Mm -hmm. and knowing that is this going to get better and or is it are we just going to stay in a bad relationship? Well, and that's where, you know, it it has to be careful when you talk about that stuff with even when we cover something like this with them, like, well, maybe we're just going through a rough patch and we'll see the end of the or the light at the end of the tunnel here soon. Mm -hmm. How long are you going to want to? sit on that track waiting for the light mm-hmm. you know or you talk I've, I've no, I know people that have been you know in relationships as long as we have mm-hmm. who they're not going anywhere they shouldn't be together mm-hmm. they should have broke up five years ago and they're trying to force it to work and they're not happy mm-hmm. that's a decision that they made yeah to be unhappy 
I know. And even if you're not putting in work in your relationship, just be, and I guess that's another piece too, <laughs> just because you don't put in work doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. <laughs> There's people that are like, well, I don't ever work on my relationship at all, and it's still a re- relationship because they both shouldn't be together. Well, because they're both not And they're not doing, working anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're not, both not doing... Well, I mean, it goes against our effortless thing where, you know, you don't have to work at it. Yeah. But it's... Our effortless is we don't have to work at it and it's a good result. Yeah, it's not different. Not that you're lazy uh-huh. and you have a bad result and mm-hmm. you're like, well, I don't put any effort in my relationship. That's a good sign. Yeah. No, and that's not what we mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that, yeah, I know that the message that we're both trying to put out there is that we, that we understand that sometimes it is gonna take a a little bit of work to get past the rough patches and the growing pains. Especially depending on your age. I mean, that's why, you know, we call it growing pains. I, Mm -hmm. If if you've been divorced twice and you're in your midlife er, area of your you know forties to fifties, and you're finding a new partner and you're going through the same bullshit arguments that you had with your ex when you were twenty five, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I think that that's one of the things I attribute our success with was me getting remarried after my mistakes and you getting married after you had grown up and I had grown up as well. That it just alleviated that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's people that don't grow up. Exactly. And don't freaking learn at all and continue to make the same mistakes. Well, that goes back to the adulting, get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, too. Type of thing. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody should waste their time with somebody like that anyway. I know. You know, and I think that that's where, you know, I've said it before, if you are later in life and you, you left that hard working relationship that got flushed down the toilet, be picky. Mm-hmm. Be as picky as you want to be right now. Don't settle. No. Don't, don't get back into that. And that's what we just see so much of somebody getting back into an awful relationship. And then they just think, oh, I guess this is, this is how all marriages are. Mm-hmm. My last one was this way. This one's that way. <sighs> Oh, well, I guess that's just how they are. I know. And it doesn't have to be that way. No. You know? Yeah. I know. That's the shitty thing. Because it does end up being... Most people end up in a bad relationship twice. Yeah. They, they make the same mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've talked about that, too. Mm-hmm. You see that so much. People just make not learning from what they experience and making the exact same mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know, really, like, we we just, we want you all to learn. We want you to hopefully listen to our advice about good relationships shouldn't take hard work or don't take hard work. And, you know, strive for that greatness and make sure that you're, you know, trying to work with your partner that way and... Trying to make it an effortless, good relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Do you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's a, a good ending then to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a short one, really. Yeah, about 45 minutes. 
But yeah, thank you all <clears throat> for listening. <laughs> um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook. Um, join our speakeasy group. Mm-hmm. We're, of course, always making new drinks. We didn't uh, make a drink this week, obviously, because we just had it neat. We just had it neat. But um, join our speakeasy group on Facebook. And uh, yeah, like us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.